Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. You know, David, last time we left on that cliffhanger where you said, in order for us to understand the second verse of Genesis, which talks about the Spirit of God or the wind of God hovering over the waters, we have to really go back to the first verse in Genesis, go back to the beginning of the beginning of the beginning, the very first verse, which reads, in the beginning. In the beginning, Scott? In the beginning? Well, you know, I'm using the standard biblical translation most people use, although I know the word itself in Hebrew, breshit, can be translated in numerous ways. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, but that's not the only way of reading it. You can read it. At the beginning of God creating the heavens and the earth, you're buying in hook, line, and sinker to the theological statement of the first verse in the book of Genesis, God created something out of nothing. Well, that theologically is certainly true. God created the world ex nihilo, or as we say in Hebrew, yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. But even though that's theologically true, it's not necessarily the point of that biblical verse. Or it doesn't say it in the verse. We are saying that's what it's saying in the verse. Well, it all depends on how you translate it. Okay, so let's deal with the translation, Scott. So what do you want to say? How do you want to translate this word bereshit? Well, first of all, if it was in the beginning, we know that the Hebrew word for in the beginning would be Bereshona, not Bereshit. So let's just understand if we were talking about the theology of creating something out of nothing, an alternative Hebrew term would be used. On the other hand, if you translate it as in the beginning of or at the beginning of God's creation, then the second word, which is bara, would be bria, not the verb created. In other words, no matter which way you read it, you're going to get tangled in a bit of a textual mess only because the text is intentionally multi-layered, multivocal, somewhat ambiguous in order to allow for numerous interpretations to coexist. It's not, David, that one interpretation is right and another is wrong. More likely, the Torah itself being infinitely deep. Or as Scott is trying to be right now, the character in Fiddle of the Roof, you're right, and you're right. Exactly. In other words, the Torah, because as you like to say, our Torah is an earthly model of the heavenly template of the blueprint of the universe. We are talking about a very, very deep and important book. Given that fact, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you agree with that statement, given how deep the Torah is, one interpretation is not going to express the multiplicity of meaning that is in the verse. I would even go further. We have to be careful of what the text in the context of the story that is the account of the first day of creation, as opposed to our theological understanding of God and then fitting that into the first verse of the book of Genesis. For sure. In other words, it's not right to just take our assumptions of what it should say and then try to pretend that the text actually says that. Let's read the text as it is. And one way or the other, the simple reading of the text, despite the ambiguities on both sides of the equation, the simple reading of the text is in the beginning of God's creation of heaven and earth, or at the beginning of God's creation of heaven and earth, which means that this is not a theological statement. However, if it's not a theological statement, David, what's it doing? It has to be teaching us something that we can walk away with in our daily lives, Scott. One of the most important messages that I get out of the Bible, especially the first verses of the Bible, is that it is normative. 
The Bible is telling us how to act. That doesn't mean there isn't philosophy or theology or science implied, but that's not the purpose. The reason God told us these words is in order to give me a message of how to live my life. And in fact, if God is telling us that he created the world, order out of disorder, is teaching me that in my own life and in our own lives, we must bring order from chaos. Beautifully said. Scott always tells me I can't say correct on the podcast. Often, if you ever saw our vodcast episodes, I'm always saying to Scott, correct, absolutely. I want to give Scott positive affirmation. And I appreciate that. Okay. So, (laughs) At the same time, at the same time, you see, David's referring to the fact that while David might be the intellectual leader behind these podcasts, I'm the producer of the podcast. And I say, we have to stop saying correct. Of course we're correct. We're giving you the word of God over here. But I appreciate the positive feedback nonetheless, David. We're here to develop a sweet tooth for God's word to our listeners and to enjoy the depth of what God's word is all about. I'm David the Crow. I'm Scott Kahn. And blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.